we read from the book of 2 Corinthians and Genesis 14. Uh, Paul is talking about the relationship of Christ and the church. By pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. As unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. What a scripture. Genesis 14, 18. And Mechzede, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And be blessed, be blessed, be the most high, and be blessed, be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithe of all. And may the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
to share on possessing all things. That according to what the scripture that we have read. Amen. Amen. Now in Genesis we read of Abraham meeting this great man called Mekzadek. Now, who is Melchizedek? You have, uh, there is a sermon that was preached. That is called, Who is this Melchizedek? The scripture says that this man was the priest of the Most High. But it also goes to say he had no mother and he had no father. Not that they were dead. But he didn't have mother, he didn't have father. Can you imagine a person without a mother without a father? That has to be nothing but God. The scripture continues to say. He had no beginning of days. And he had no ending of days. Who has no beginning? And who has no ending? That is God. But the Bible said he was a priest of the Most High God. So God in many places and many times he impersonates himself in an office and when he's in that office he refers to God and by referring to God, he's referring to his aspect in the other office. So that's why you see this, this priest. Mexadek. He's telling Abraham, be blessed of the Lord. And yet he was God himself. Praise God. So, that's where people get confusion when they see Jesus referring to the Father. They say, if he was God, then who is that one that he referred to? I want also to ask, I want you also to ask if this matter was God, who is this man without a beginning? He has no end. That means right now as we speak, he's still alive. He has never ended. 
When Eden was created, Eden Mekzedek was there. Before the sun was made, before the moon was made, Mekzedek was there. He has no beginning. He has no ending. He was never begotten. He has no father. He has no mother. Brother Branham said, this is not even Jesus. Jesus has a mother. Jesus has a father. But this one has no mother and has no father. Jesus was born and Jesus he died although he rose. But this one he never died. He was never born. Who is this Melchizedek? This Melchizedek is God himself. In a body, in the theophany body, and he's the one before he became Jesus. When he became Jesus, he was now in another aspect. God came moving from the invisible to the visible. At one moment, God was Elohim. Elohim means the self-existing one. He exists alone. And on his own, you, you don't exist on your own. You live by God. Without him, you cannot live. But him, he exists on his own. He is not supported by any other. And he is not made by any other. Elohim. And Elohim, in that form, is invisible. You can't touch him. You can't feel him. You cannot see him. He's invisible. Praise God. And from there, he made for himself a body. And that body is called a theophany body. Much as you have a theophany body, you have a body in heaven. How many know that they have a body? This is not your only body. You have a body in heaven. You are a soul. You are a spirit. But you have this physical body. And you have another body in heaven. Praise God. When you came on earth, you bypassed that body. You did not live in it. Amen. But God, or Jesus, came this way. Now, the journey to the earth, for you, you came like this. You were in the thought of God. You skipped your body to the mortal body. And from the mortal body, you go to the theophany body. When you die, you enter your theophany body. But God is here. He was Elohim. Elohim. Then he became a theophany. And then he became a human being. That's the difference. If you came that way, you would not be temptable. 
In the supernatural, you cannot be tempted. If you came like Jesus, you would be untemptable. Praise God. And when you go back to your supernatural, you cannot be tempted. Amen. So this Mexadek is God himself in the form when he was in the theophany body. Before he came further, he condescended himself lower to put on a physical body. And at that level, in that state, in that form, he has no father, he has no mother, he has no beginning of days, he no ending of days. And he was the king of Salem. And Salem is Jerusalem. Remember Abraham was looking for that city which has foundation whose build and maker was God. God wonderful that even before this Bible was written God would give the inspiration in the minds of the elect and they would cut the word of God when they didn't have a book to read Job of old he caught a revelation that there is a resurrection oh hallelujah amen who invented resurrection? Who discovered resurrection? Not inventing, but re- discover. Job. Yobu. Job discovered when there was no written word about resurrection. But in his weakest moment, he said there is hope in a tree. When it dies, it waits for the water season. And when the water rains on it, it buds again. It lives again. Man dies and is not. Then the revelation kept unfolding and he said, Hide me in the grave. And at your own appointed time, you will remember me. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Then the Revelation went further. He said, I know my redeemer. And those skinny worms will destroy this body. Yet in my flesh, I will see God in this very flesh. I will see God with my own eyes. I shall be and not another. He was speaking about resurrection. Praise God. There was no book to read. But God gave the revelation to his servant. Hallelujah. Abraham also. There was no Bible to read. 
Let God put revelation. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father which is in heaven. He got a revelation. That man built cities. Which cities have an end. They get destroyed by earthquakes and by floods and they are not. But there is a city God must be having a city that he built. He is the architect of that city. One day he meet the king of this city. Brother Abraham said, Brother Abraham, when, jo- when Abraham got called that revelation, he walked in the land of promise looking for that city because he believed it is literally somewhere. And as he walks around, he will come across that city. So he refused to build permanent structure. He lived in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Because this is temporal. Everything here is temporary. Everything is temporary. Everything is temporary I cannot put my life in temporary things. This pass away. There is eternal life. I am eternal. I cannot put my mind. My time. everything. Temporary things. There must be a city which was built by God that will never pass away. And as he was walking, he was the king of this city. And John the Revelator. The great grandchild of Abraham. He saw this city coming down from Prepared and adorned. Like a, a bride adorned by her That is the city where we are going. I am going to that city. I have received the invitation. I have answered to the invitation. Praise God. You have a city. When Kampala is no more. When New York is no more. When Durban is no more. When Kigali is no more. When Kinshasa is no more. There is a city that will never end. The eternal city of God. Oh, so here we see Abraham. He meets this man, Mexedek. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. The Bible says he was coming from the throat of the kings. One time, the United Nations of that time, of that area, the allied forces they came and invaded this place they invaded Canaan and they took a lot loot captive and they took other people things amen 
people's things and people's families from around Sodom and everywhere all those areas and Lot did not, uh, was not spared. When Abraham had, his people have taken things and even taken his nephew. He organized his servants to go after this, this force. Remember this where, as we have said, Allied forces of kingdoms. So he went after them. The Bible says he caught them somewhere and he slew them. He slew them. He slew them. And he overcame them. And then after that, he was able to rescue the, what they had taken captive. All they had taken captive. Property and people. And then he came back with a lot of victory. And on the way, he, met, he was met by this man. Oh, hallelujah. Nina. After victory, there is joy. Hallelujah. Nina. When the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. That is not people power song. That is redeemed people that is a church song. That's a bright song. And when the bird is over, we shall wear a crown. Not in the new Uganda. There is no new Uganda. Uganda will never become renewed. Hallelujah. Amen. But there is new Jerusalem. That's where we shall wear it. Oh, hallelujah. So this man was the both the possessor of heaven and earth. Who? Melchizedek. Ah! Who is this Melchizedek? No father, no mother. No beginning of days. No ending of days. And he is the possessor of heavens and the earth. This earth is his. He doesn't just own, he doesn't own one kingdom. He doesn't just own some land. He owns the whole earth. And he does and he owns the whole heaven. All the stars. The planets, the sun and the moon, his property. Who is this Magazin? Surely this is God Himself. He was the possessor of all things, possessor of heaven and earth. And then He comes to meet Abraham. 
Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I'm happy to know that this man is my dad. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He's the possessor of heavens and the earth. The whole earth. The oil wells. The oil wells. The oil wells. The gold, the silver, the diamond, the cut on a thousand hills, all the buffaloes, all the giraffes, all the lions, everything here, all the elephants, all his animals. Praise God. He owns the heavens and the earth. Oh, glory to God. The oxygen is his. Everything is his. The rains are his. The sun is his. Everything. The rivers are his. The river Nile is his property. Hallelujah. Lake Victoria is his. All the fish. All the crocodiles, everything belongs to him. Indian Ocean is Indian his property. Is his, is his his pool. Like you would have a pool in your farm. Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. Ocean. Atlantic Ocean. They are his pools. And he came to meet Abraham. I'm a grandchild of Abraham. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And he blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tithe. A child of God gives tithe to God. Hallelujah. After blessing, him, after victory, oh, Katonda. You, you give God his tithe. That's not a law. That's not a commandment. That was done before even the law came. Thanks be to God. Amen. This man that we are talking about, one day visited Abraham like Elohim at the Mount of Mammon. He reads the thoughts of human hearts. As he was speaking to Abraham, he told him like in this time, I'll come back to you. I'll visit you. And Sarah will conceive. And Sarah laughed in her heart. And he told him, why has Sarah laughed? This Sarah was behind in the tent. And she didn't laugh loudly. She laughed in her heart. But your thoughts, they speak louder before God like the words. And when he told him, why has Sarah laughed? Sarah said, I have not laughed. I've not laughed. 
Because truly she didn't laugh loudly. She laughed in her heart. A, a, a laughter of unbelief. Brother Bram says here. And she denied it. Now that is telling God to his face. That he is wrong. This when Sarah laughed, it was like telling God that God is wrong. Amen. And that would have took her life. But God could not take Sarah because she was a part of Abraham. When God calls a man, he calls his wife as well. Because the two shall be one flesh. So she was part of Abraham. That's why God could not take her. But God could have killed her for laughing and, and more refusing and disbelieving and mocking the promise of God. See? And she was in the covenant with him. So she had to go with him. So he could not take Abraham, he could not take Sarah without taking part of Abraham. For these two are one. He could not take Sarah. Sarah was spared because of Abraham. She was in the covenant with him. When God made a covenant with Abraham, remember last Sunday we saw it was a non-conditional covenant. Sarah was part of that covenant because she was part of Abraham. Praise God. A beautiful type of us today unworthy worthy of death when we sin but God cannot kill us because we are part of Christ. You know why God cannot kill us? Yet we sin every day. We do wrong things every day. But we are spared. Why he spares us is because we are part of Jesus Christ. If he has to Hurt us. He hurts Jesus. Because we are in him. That's why the bride cannot be judged. Because she is in a body of Jesus Christ which has already been judged. Praise God. I think the other Sunday I said some people say that the bride with the church who goes through Lesson. And I remember I left it hanging, I didn't complete it. Especially in Brother Bram time, even now, there were teachers that were teaching that the, the church will go through tribulation. And they were telling people to prepare themselves of that terrible time that is called tribulation. Now, tribulation is different from persecution. 
Even now, we are being persecuted by the world. The world hates us because it hated him. But tribulation will be not by the world, but it will be the world being judged. That when the rapture takes place, there will be plagues pouring upon this earth. And death, famine, and hailstones, and diseases, and man killing man, genocide everywhere, tribal race against tribes, killing, and killing, the most trouble sometimes. In the Bible calls it darkness. Rather will be gnashing of teeth and crying. Praise God. The bride cannot be here by that time. Because she doesn't need to be judged. She's already been judged. Before rain came on the earth, Noah was in the earth. Before fire fell on Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot was out of those cities. So before those plagues fall upon this earth, the bride will be gone. Why? The bride doesn't need to be judged. The bride doesn't need a purgatory. Hear me, Catholics. You are very, very wrong. You have taken away the very reason why Jesus died. And and for that reason, I'm not saying sorry, but you are a cult. A cult takes away the cross. It takes away the blood of Jesus. It takes away the work of God. And they put works of men. How do you teach? How do you teach? That when we die, we don't die worthy. That no one dies worthy. But we have to go through purgatory. And through purgatory, we are a temporary punishment that pays that pays for our wrongs. When the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Jesus was wounded for Gideon's transgressions. Jesus was bruised for 
Gideon's iniquities. Fred. The chastisement of Gideon was upon Jesus. And by Gideon's sins, but by Jesus' stripes, Gideon was healed. So Jesus body carried my pain. It carried my punishment. And now I am baptized into that body by the Holy Spirit. I am in that body. You cannot find me anywhere. You can't find me anywhere. Because I'm in that body. Even when God looks at me, me. When but he hears me speak. But God does not see me. When he looks down to look at me, he sees the blood of Jesus. He sees Jesus. I am part of Jesus. So Jesus, God cannot punish me because I'm part of the body that has already been punished. Amen. For my sins. A judge cannot judge sin twice. And he imprisons you. I've imprisoned you 10 years. And you go to Ruzira. And you spend there 10 years. And you're being punished for what you did. And then you come out afterwards. And the same person who accused you then. And he comes back and accuses you again. And you even have papers from Luzira after you've served your sentence. And the judge hears that case again and he sentences you again. Can that, is that possible? Is that possible? No. Because of my sins, Jesus Christ stood in the courtroom because of the sins that we did. Listen. Jesus he went in the court and they took him to Caesar when he, he was blameless. And Caesar said one man should die for others. And they took him to Pilate. And he stood in the courtroom. And they said, He is blameless. But still, let him be crucified. Why should he be crucified? Let him be crucified for that that Caesar said. One man to die for the others. And he was crucified. He was punished. He received a maximum punishment. Hallelujah. Mm. He got pain. That is maximum. Pain of cancer. Pain of tuberculosis. Pain of AIDS. Pain of headache. Pain of stomach ache. Pain of every sickness. 
they were all placed on him. And he was whipped. He was whipped of the whips that are whipped of the adulterers. Whips that were whipped on thieves. Whips for robbers. He got a punishment that is full. Punishment of every sin of every person that will ever do on the earth. And he paid the cost. Amen. Listen. And sinners also were in the bars and the witch sorcerers and the witch doctors and those who sacrifice children and the murderers Jesus paid for them. All of them. Every sin that will ever be done by any human being. Jesus paid for it. Amen. But why will they go to hell? Because are we together? If he paid for them, meaning they have no condemnation. There's no condemnation on them. But now listen what takes them to hell. What takes them to hell? It is wrapped. There was a certain soldier in America. He was a young soldier. And they were at war. They were at war with another group nation. And when uh, uh, it became too tough for him, he, he got scared and he ran from the war. And according to the state laws, that is a traitor. And the punishment is death for such a person. Running from the war when your commander has not told you to withdraw, you are a traitor. And the punishment was death. So, they sentenced him. The federal court sentenced him to death. But before they killed him, before he was executed, his friend who heard about the story he, read, he looked for the president of the United States and he found him somewhere in his leisure time that time the president was called Abraham Lincoln so he managed to reach him when he reached him he bowed and pleaded he said please I plead to you, His Excellence, the President of the United States of America. I know you are a God-fearing man. So you will hear my plea. I'm pleading for my friend. By such and such name. This friend of mine, he fled from the war. He was not used to the war. He didn't. 
he did not mean he did not intend to let down the state but he feared and for that reason he has been sentenced to death I pray that you pardon him because you have power to pardon him. Abraham Lincoln was touched. Abraham Lincoln He put out a paper and a pen and he wrote I the president of the United States of America United States of America on this day I pardon this young man by such and such a name. He should be let free. He gave the paper to this guy. The guy was very happy. And he ran to where he was imprisoned. Where his friend was imprisoned. And he told him, Cheer up. Cheer up, my friend. You're free. You're free. Here is... Uh, a writing of pardon by the president of United States. The president The young man looked at him. Said, You have come to mock me. Where could you meet the president? Where is the seal? Of, of, of the state, of the White House. He put it, he tore it. And he said, you know, and then, Kati, this young man was disappointed. And he left disappointed. Because he expected this one to receive it. With and claim his freedom. And he said, I've been set free by the president. president I claim what he has done for me. Instead, that is the way he treated it. The following morning, he was electrocuted. And then, it went in the papers. In Abraham Lincoln read the story. Abraham Lincoln Nasuma. But this young man's names and story was still fresh in his mind. Abraham Lincoln Nasuma Kurupapuramauri. Then he made a complaint against the judges who executed this. And then the judges sat because they, they realized they were in trouble. They did not know that the president had pardoned this guy. So they said, what do we do? They sat in a meeting and they said, oh, we are blameless. He was not, he was pardoned. But he rejected the pardon. So they passed, they wrote, they wrote back. And they said, a pardon. It's not a pardon unless it has been accepted. Ah! 
stars apart. So Jesus pardoned the whole world. And he paid for all mankind. But a pardon is not a pardon unless it's accepted as a pardon. The pardon only works for those who have accepted it. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of the... I'm glad because I've accepted it. So I'm pardoned. Those who have not accepted it, they are not pardoned. That is a strong message. There are people even in church who repent but remain remembering and remain feeling haunted by things they did. And yet they repented them. If you repented them, you forgive yourself. Accept what Jesus did for you. You are Pardon. And if you're pardoned, go on and receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, which is your gift, you become part of Jesus Christ. You are in His body. And being in His body, that body carried your punishment. Then you shall never be punished. You don't need a purgatory. You're already purged. You're already sent. Praise God. You don't become a saint after purgatory. You don't become a saint after death. You are a saint because you've been sanctified by the at Ephesus. To the saints that are in Christ Jesus. To the saints that are in speckled bad tabernacle. Here are saints. You are saints. You don't need to die fast. You don't become a saint after death. You are a saint now. Or never. You are a saint. You are free. You have never done it. The Bible says, He has thrown our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. And the sea of forgetfulness is the blood of Jesus Christ. It will never be remembered anymore. And you are free. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me talk about that freedom a few minutes. One time, Lumu, Brother Branham was in a restaurant. Brother Branham was in a restaurant. And there came a woman. She was putting on shorts. And there is a way she was carrying on. 
disgracefully with men around and Brother Branham said, Brother Branham Nagamba, Oh God, what a terrible thing. How sin has become so dirty to so dirty. Lord, you mean my daughter Sarah and Rebecca are going to grow up in such a generation? A woman behaving this way. Lord, why don't you just destroy the whole thing? And then you see a righteous man when he sees or hears sins that are being done, his soul gets vexed. And then, God gave him a vision. He saw the earth, the earth rolling like a ball. And he saw himself on earth. And God was up there. And then, he would do things that are not good, that are sin. Because no man is free. From those wrongs. And then, as the sin would rise that he has committed and is approaching the throne of God, and the Judgeful, the wrathful, the angry God would respond by killing him. Would, would have responded. And Brother Brown could realize that. But he would say, God forgive me. And then, as the sin rises, then the blood of Jesus Christ was up there like you see a ring of rainbow it was like a bumper before that sin reaches God the blood engulfs it and destroys it and God does not even see it. God will not even realize it. And then, God rebuked him. Your sins have been forgiven. But here you are wishing this woman to die. Now that is the seal for grateful. It's that blood. For a believer. And then God, having rebuked him like that, he felt so wrong and so sorry. Now, do you see the attitude that God wants us to have about sinners? 
So Brother Branham approached her. And said, Lady, I was seated there. I looked at the way you are dressed. I saw the way you are behaving. And I condemned you in my heart. And God has rebuked me for doing that. This is what he has showed me. And the woman asked him, Are you William Branham? Branham? How did she know? William Branham, they had been advertised to be in that city. William Branham, to have meetings there. And they all respected him as a servant. So she could guess this is not an ordinary. She said yes. The woman started saying, explaining about herself. She said, I was born in a Christian. Family. I loved God from my childhood. But at a certain stage of life, this happened and that disappointments in life caused me to despair of life. That's what caused me to leave this loose. And I'm sorry. And the anointing started convicting that woman and every person around her. And the group of men she was with, they all became quiet. And the woman was willing to give her life to Christ. And she bowed there. Raised her hands to give her life back to Christ. And the men gave their life to Jesus Christ. Praise God. Look at that bumper. For you, as a, you are the believer. The blood is there. And it destroys it completely. But the unbeliever. That sin is not taken away. It will be remembered on the Dove Judgment. But for you, the believer, it shall never be remembered. Because when God showed him the vision, He told him one day that blood will be taken off the earth. And every sin, every sin, will be remembered. Every sinner will be charged for, the, for whatever they have done. But you know for the believer that sin will never be remembered. Hallelujah! Amen. That sin will never be remembered. Hallelujah! Brother Brown told us that when you are born, God gave you a guardian angel. 
that angel has two works to protect you. That's why that bicycle did not knock you. That's why that poor thing did not hurt you. There is a guardian angel keeping you from childhood. The second thing the garden angel records everything you do everything you think everything you say everything you do it is recorded and he said on the day of judgment that tape will be played back. He has the images and it has the voices. It has even your thoughts. Praise God. He said because there are waves in the air it's not recorded from very far. From very complicated gadgets. There are waves in the air. Every word you say, it's like a radio when you speak. It will take that voice to the farthest. The radio gadget catches the, the voice, the sound from the airwaves. Radio, and the television, at a TV, right now, there are pictures passing. Television pictures. But we just need a gadget to channel, to, 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 to catch those pictures and sound. Now, when you do something, it gets recorded in the airwaves. The action, the words, the thoughts, they are caught. And on the day of judgment, those pictures will be played back. Science says that they have gadgets that if they wanted would go into the airwaves and they can pick up some character that lived 2,000 years ago. And they can catch his voice. If they knew how to distinguish it from other voices. Because voices never die. And even uh, what we do never die. It just gets from one form to another form. So on the day of judgment, it shall be played because it's in the air. But when you repent, when you repent, and God accepts your repentance. The blood of Jesus Christ follows the trail of that voice. It follows the trail of those waves of that picture 
And it captures it. And destroys it. And it is never there anywhere. It's not in the It's not That's why the Bible says, Blessed is the man whose sin has been forgiven. So, sister, Sister, brother, brother, those sins you know you did, whatever you did, whatever you did, whatever, however evil, it was when you accepted Jesus Christ, when you repented, the blood of Jesus was released to follow it. And it it caught it. And it destroyed it. Until it, it is not anywhere. the day of judgment. When the, if the devil comes. And he will try to accuse you. I can picture it this way. The devil will come and say. You're not a just judge. That woman there, that one who is seated, is a judge like you. Because we'll be seated with Jesus, remember. We'll be seated with Jesus judging the world. That woman who is seated there, that one, she aborted three times. That one. Now, how, you, how should we take this one to hell? Because of adultery. Yet that one aborted three times. Now, what kind of a judge are you? God will tell him, oh, no. this one, this one has never sinned. He has, she has never even sinned. And the devil says, she did it. She used to start and that's where she did all those sins. And God will tell him, produce the evidence. Remember, the evidence here, it's there. The videos are there. God judges according to those videos. Now he is asking the devil. Produce the evidence. The devil will dip his hand in his pocket. And he will pull out a video. That is written your name. He will pull out a video. On which your name is written. Betty. Betty. This is your video. You play it there. They will play the video on the screen. And the screen will be blank. White. The screen will be blank. Blank. And the devil will go back and check. This is the real video. What happened? I'm not mistaken. White. Blank. Blank. There is therefore no condemnation. On them who in Christ Jesus. Holy Saint. You are a saint. Ah. Hallelujah. Hey. You are a saint. Holy Mutukuvu. 
These words were spoken last Sunday. And the Holy Spirit has brought them back because he's emphasizing something. Church, you must know who you are. You are not a sinner. You are a saint of God. You are not a forgiven sinner. You are justified. Listen, there is a difference between a forgiven sinner, a criminal forgiven, but again a justified one. When we say forgiven, it means you did it. But now you have sympathy has let you go. But if we say you are justified, it means you never did it to begin with. Then you can sue for damages. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> You can sue for damages. You can sue for defamatory. Amina. Hallelujah. Amen. And you will stand. And you will tell God. I just judge. I'm opening up a case against this man for damaging my name. He has to be punished in the sea of fire. Mm. Listen, that is true. Like the Bible is here. You have no condemnation. Did you believe Jesus? Did you receive Jesus? Did you enter in Christ Jesus? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. Amen. Amen. You who don't want to receive Jesus and repent, I want to make you envious. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're losing. The Bible says, Blessed are those whose sins that will not remember and it will not be counted on them. We are forgiven children of God. We are justified. Listen. And then, 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 being justified, 
we have peace with God and all our inheritance shall be restored to us. Amen. After you're justified, sue for damages. Claim the restoration. Listen. Your land. injunction. If your piece of land would be, if a court injunction would be placed on your piece of land, because there is someone who is claiming your piece of court land, court take a court injunction, and the court places an injunction on your piece of land. It means it's been tied. Nothing should be done on it until the case is finished until the judge has decided who is the owner of that piece of land now if it may be found that you don't have your guiltless court injunction automatically breaks automatically court injunction breaks it is back to you it is back to you. Your, your title deed is free. There is no caveat on that title deed. Listen, brother, sister. brother, sister. This is our title deed. And it is free. Hallelujah. He sent the seventh angel. He sent the seven angels to break all the caveats to break all the caveats there is no caveat here the seals were the caveats listen the seals where the caveats but all of them have been broken and now it is an open book and your name is here you're free this is your land you can claim every inch from border to border you can benefit it you can develop it you can develop it you can say healing is mine joy is mine Peace is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. Revival is mine. Eternal life is mine. The power of God is mine. Resurrection is mine. And this is mine. And joy is mine. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. No caveat. And the devil must suffer the damages. Amen.
Ulira. Listen. Brother Branham said. Brother Branham yagamba. In the time of Moses. Musa. There was nothing that can divorce him. No chemical. Would dissolve the sin stain from the soul of man. But there was a temporary remedy that covered the sin. That it is not sin. The stain is there, but you cannot see it. Because it is covered. But you know it's there. You're conscious, you're conscious of it. You're conscious of it. It is there. It has been smeared and covered. But because it is covered, its ugliness is not seen. Then the believer would exercise the authority where God put man in the beginning and would say let there be flies and he would create flies and he would say son stand still Moon, stand there, and it will stand. Because he is a son of God. Who can say no? Sin is covered. Who can refuse? Who can defy? But today, your sins are not covered. Your stain is not only covered. It is dissolved and taken away. You are justified. You never did it. Then how much power? How much authority should you exercise as a child of God who God told go multiply subdue the earth control it then brother Brown said do you see how much we are living far below our privileges? It's like you are born and you are unhair of one a hill. And under that hill, there is gold and a lot of it. The stones down, the stones that are made up that hill, it's gold. And for you, you're just planting cassava on the hill. 
and you brag around ha, the hill at our place there. our hill brings up cassava we will never be hungry that is a small privilege compared to the privileges you have hallelujah amen and you also and you say God is good he saved me I'm no longer a prostitute I no longer drink alcohol the money I used to take in now I'm paying school fees for my children God is good that is something so small that is that is cassava on the hill. That's cassava on a hill of gold. Listen. In you, you have. You have something that can create another world. In you, you have something that can make the lame to walk, that can resurrect the dead. In you, you have something that can say, let it be, and something happens. Why? Your father is God. A child of God is God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's our grace. Because we're in union with Christ. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Union with Christ. So therefore, our sins, when we do them, we ought to quickly confess them that they are wrong because God would take our life. But the blood answers in our place. And God just can't cross that blood. God can't cross that blood. Listen, when you confess your sins, if you have unconfessed sins, don't go through that door with them. Confess them. Repent them. Be free from sin. And when you confess them, the blood of Jesus responds, answers, takes them away. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you are free. And God just can't cross that blood. Meaning, he cannot cross that blood to judge you. God cannot cross that blood to judge you. Never. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, when we're preaching like this, we are not encouraging sin. 
sin. God hates sin. Hallelujah. Amen. And sin is death. Amen. Amen. Sin is curse. And then the the apostle Paul said, Shall we then continue in sin that grace may continue? He said, Those who are dead to sin, how shall they live to sin again? You are dead to sin. You are dead to sin. But why you are preaching, we are saying this. Why God is saying this? Why the Bible is saying this? Why the Holy Spirit is speaking this? To show you that you are forgiven. To show, why is he showing you that you are forgiven? You are justified. That you are free. Why is showing you that? So that. So that. You get the courage. The boldness. To claim your inheritance. You cannot claim anything when you are guilty. You remember the prodigal son when he came home? I'm not even worthy to be called your child. Let me just be one of the slaves. Listen. The blood of the father is the one that was in him. He was like his father. He's a child of his father. But he's choosing to be a slave. Because of the things that he did. He's not worthy. To be called a child of that man. Now he's choosing to be a slave. His father didn't make him a slave. He put him on a good chair. And he dressed him with a nice robe. And he embraced him. He said, my child was lost. Now he has come back. It's a time of rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. HV. Sin. Sin takes away our inheritance. Omusango. Guiltness. Guiltness will put your inheritance far from you. It will put your boldness far from you. Hallelujah. But when you know and realize that you're forgiven, all that belongs to your father is yours. Thanks be to the Lord. There was a certain man. He was a black man. America. In America. He visited one of a, a, a dot com daughter of his in the city. Who had more, who had modern friends. This father of that girl was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was born again. All the time he would enter in the spirit and shout. 
and the girl feared that father is going to ashame her making noise like uh, just carrying on that way and she took him to the upper chamber and she took the Bible away from him. And she gave him the atlas. A geography book. Thinking that geography will make him busy. And he will open the map of Canada. Africa. And he will open the map of Africa. And he will open the way Queen Elizabeth And he will be taken up by River Nile. And he will be up there quiet. Now she gave him the atlas. And the girl came downstairs. And she started conversing with his friends. As well, they were there. They had a shout up there. They even started realizing plaster falling off the walls. And a girl went upstairs to check what is there. And she said, Father, I thought it is these Christian things that confuse you like this. But I gave you a geography book. It's an atlas. How do you make a hallelujahs and jump up and down and, and cause commotion around just over geography? Isn't that fanaticism, daddy? But as I was turning the pages of this book, I, I saw this lake and read here. They are saying that it has no bottom. And then I remember according to the Bible God, God through my sins in the sea of forgetfulness. And that means it is this kind of a sea without a bottom means they are going down and down and They have never even reached where they are going. They will never come back to me. Brother, there is joy in being free. There is joy in being set free. Only one thing, you're free. You're not a slave of anyone. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. To be set free from sin, it is not something small. Religion cannot set you free. But the blood of Jesus, it's what sets you free. I was in the religion. I was doing those things and I would go to the priest and I would confess and I would even go back and do those things before I reach home. But when I got saved, smoking cigarettes when, when I got saved, drinking alcohol when, when I saved, adultery is when, when I got saved, lies when, I am free. All those things when, they left and I'm free. Amen. 
The blood of Jesus is what sets free those that are captives. Amen. Brother Abraham spoke about one black man. He was walking in a museum in America. glass. He reached a certain spot where there was a frame of glass. And inside that frame of glass there was a cloth. He was a Negro man. He was there crying. Brother Branham Branham got close to him. And he told him, Papa, why are you weeping? And he told him, Sir, look there. You see that cloth there? In that glass. That is the cloth in which Abraham Lincoln was shot. Abraham Lincoln He said that stand there. He turned off his 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 shirt. Said, Do you see this car? He said this car. Sorry, He said, this is a, a slave belt. It's a slave belt. That put this car on me. And that blood there is the blood that took away my slave belt. Because Abraham Lincoln was assassinated for releasing the blacks, for giving emancipation to the black that's why they assassinated and the black man was recognizing the black brother Branham started weeping also him I know of another blood that took away my slave belt and the black man he said I know that black man Amen. and they started crying brothers and brother sister there is a jubilee in freedom what you want Whom the sun sets free. He is free. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm remembering of another night. In the history in America, after Abraham had signed the emancipation, Abraham Lincoln, when he was signing the Emancipation the proclamation of emancipation, something like that. When he was signing the Emancipation a particular day was announced that on this day when it reaches 
the black man will be as free as the white man in the United States of America. He has rights like anybody else. All men we are made equal. We are born equal. That was a statement by Abraham Lincoln. All men we are born equal. And when that day was coming, the black people climbed the trees. The young men stayed up the trees because they wanted to see the first ray of the sun as it strikes the earth. And the old remained down with drums. And with trumpets. So when the young men up there, when they saw the first sun raise, they whistled and shouted and screamed and the word old men down they drowned we are free we are free we are free In those days, a black man would be walking and dying with fatigue. He comes across an hotel, a restaurant, and is written on white men only. He's not allowed there. There were schools, white men only. You board a bus, you get a seat, and as you continue on, a white man enters. You must stand. There were tired. But now they are free. Until a black Obama can be a president. That is how much freedom they are. Now you are free, brother. You are free, sister. Satan cannot claim you. Sickness has no power over you. Nothing has power over you. Death has no power over you. You are free. And once you are free, you are free indeed. You are a daughter. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. There is power. Let us stand on our feet. I can't preach anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We shall look at, we shall continue in the second service. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. 
There is power, power, wonder walking power in the precious blood of the Lamb. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. I'm singing glory. Hallelujah. My Jesus set me free. The devil had me bound. My Jesus set me free. The devil had me bound. My Jesus set me free. The devil had me bound. My Jesus set me free. I'm singing glory. Because That had a caveat on it. And he tore off the caveats. And he came down with an open book. 
Halleluja. And an open book. And an angel told John, Go unto him who's holding a book in his right hand and take the book from him and eat it. And it will become part of you. Do you know the difference between us and the Pentecostals? And other religions. For you, you are not just set free. But after you were justified, he took the book and he tore off the caveats and he brought it to you. You are free. Who ought to know it? You are a free person and you know it. This message, this message came to open our eyes to show us our inheritance in God. So, you cannot remain walking in sin. Speak to the Lord. Others, when you, if you're there and you've never accepted Jesus to be your Savior and to receive this message in your life and to be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ in much water and you become part of the elect and you do want to receive and to accept your freedom come in front here and we pray for you if you want to accept your freedom that Jesus paid for you and you've never accepted Jesus Christ to be your savior to be your lord and now your eyes have been opened that you are free. You want to accept what Jesus did for you. Come in front here. Jesus is here to set you free, to justify you because of accepting and believing what he did for you. Praise God. If you want to do that, just come climb that steps. Climb the steps to the altar. He is here. Not me. I cannot forgive you. I cannot justify you. He has already forgiven you. But you come to accept what he has done for you. And to declare, I am yours, Lord. From this moment on, I'm no longer on my own. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. 
I declare. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Someone is here accepting Christ. Someone is coming. If you're there, you want to accept that freedom. Step up on the altar. Stop, step up on the pulpit. Come to Jesus. As you continue praying. If you have nothing to ask God. Just worship him. You in the congregation. Just worship him. Worship him. Shout your joy. Shout your victory. You're free from sickness. You're free from disease. You're free from poverty. You're free from suffering. Your father, your father is a possessor of all things. He possesses the heavens and the earth. Claim it. Claim it. Declare it. Declare it. Souls are coming to the altar. To surrender to the Redeemer. To surrender to the King. Jesus is here. To receive you. He's here. To receive you. He's here. To accept you. As you come here, start speaking to him. Tell him why you have come. I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. He revenged me. You surround me with the soul. Of deliverance from my enemies. Uh, 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 uh. I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child of God. You can get it on the internet.
Tell him today, Jesus, I give my life to you. I'm accepting what you did for me at the cross. And I'm proclaiming today after believing with my whole heart I'm confessing that I'm yours I'm yours from today I repent of all my sins confess your sins and tell them to him I'm telling you who have come here tell your sins to Jesus speak to Jesus you the children who have come here ask Jesus to forgive you speak to Jesus close your eyes and you speak to him the young ones and the old ones who are here you close your eyes and you see yourself before you throw and you speak to him ask him for pardon
Most of them are children, our children. They can never be saved until they personally accept it. We shall have a baptism service of these people. And I understand that Mama Rita had also asked to be baptized. So uh, I will ask the deacons to prepare the baptistry. Uh, I will give you, I will tell you how to prepare it. So that uh, in the second service, we can have a baptism service. Hallelujah. Any need? Raise your hand. Whether you are sick or whether you are looking for a job and you have not been able to secure a job for a long time. Your have dates, different challenges, raise your hand. God understands your need because he can see deep into your heart. He knows your sorrows. He knows your troubles. He is our father. That's why he's speaking to you gracious words. The words of comfort. So that you get close to him. You don't get scared of him. You fear him in respect. But not in fear of scare. Heavenly Father, we say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You alone we have on earth and in heaven. You have redeemed us. We are your children. Not that we shall be redeemed. We've been redeemed already. Not that we shall be called. We have heard our name. Being called. That's why we have come. That's why we are not in the bar. That's why we are not in the witchcraft, witch doctor's house. That's why we are not in religion. 
But we have come to you, Lord. You, the person, Jesus Christ. Our blessed Redeemer and friend. I pray, Lord, and I commit this church in your hands. Every man and woman, every brother and sister, young and old, I commit them to you, Lord. You know the challenges they are going through. You know the thoughts that trouble them and their worries and fears. You know their needs, Lord. You know how the devil hates them and will try to fail them. But he is defeated. He's a defeated enemy. And now, Lord, I pray for them, Lord. Every under the hand that has been raised, there is a particular need. All needs. Lord, I pray that you minister to them, that you heal the sick. Let the power of God right now come on them and drive out every demon spirit, every sickness, and every challenge in the body. And let him quicken every cell and every tissue and every organ. And the whole system of the body that will be healthy. Perfectly healthy. And Lord God, I pray against every other need, Lord. Those who don't have jobs, give them jobs. Those who are asking for promotions at the place of work. We had a testimony of a sister you have given a promotion. And many others who are tired of that same position. They have more needs than the income they have. Provide to them, Lord. We bless their businesses, Lord. Give them more customers and clients, Lord. Make them prosperous, Lord. Father, have mercy upon your children. As the great shepherd of the flock, we must not lack. We must not want when we have you. May you grant it, Father. I commit them in your hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the second service as well, Father. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I have found a